So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog posts check out sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. Uh, episode 23, like LeBron James, Cleveland Cavaliers, what, what? Look, here we go, you guys. Today, I'm so freaking excited. We have with us our intern, Abby Lewis. And we're going to do something a little bit differently today, but I'm going to hold on that note. I'm going to explain in just a a moment. I want to kind of give you guys a heads up, a little reminder of what six figure photography is all about. Uh, six figure photography exists to inspire, empower, and challenge photographers towards creating a life of abundance, abundance in joy, in meaning, and in profits. So we want to help you to grow your photography business and love your your clients, your vendors, your family, uh, your um, uh, your peers. Well, anyhow, that's what we're about. So here we go. Uh, look, we're in our, oh man, I, I, I'm in my, my seventh or eighth year of, of photographing weddings. Stone Street Creative, though, is pretty fresh. I believe we're in our third year here. Uh, as a studio, and this is the second year that we've had an intern. We we get a lot of requests um, from other photographers who want to come alongside, uh, learn from us for a, for a summer, maybe get college credit along the way, and it's really a great win-win. It's a win for us because it allows us to uh, to get more done, to accomplish more things, and then we're able to give back, uh, give college credit, uh, give back value to somebody else, teach them uh, what it looks like to do it right. And so, um, Abby... Abby came around this year and you guys, it has been, it's been awesome. We talk a lot about the value of our culture here at Down Street Creative and we're pretty protective of it. You know, we've got a large space here. We could actually be renting out a lot of this space, but we want to make sure that the environment and the culture that we have at the office is one that is, uh, is this going to keep productivity well, keep our attitudes high, uh, allow us to choose happiness more often than not in a much easier way. And so anyhow, Abby's been able to do that. And so here she is, you guys. She's, she's here today and she's here to, to interview me. This is going to be kind of fun because Abby, uh, she's going to be, she's a senior, um, at Bowling Green State University. She's a photographer and she's got a lot of questions. She wants to know a lot of things, uh, all over the board. And I thought this would be a great opportunity to, um, 
to answer a lot of the questions that I imagine you guys have. And so this is going to be a fun one, very different than the typical six-figure photography uh, podcast, but it, it may be, it, it, maybe it's a great format. We'll find out. So without further ado, um, here we have Abby Lewis. Hello, everybody. All right, so I'm just going to get right in with the first question that I have for you, Ben. Um, so my first question is just basically, how did style and story begin? What's your story? Um, how did you start? Kind of give me the whole rundown. Okay, so style and story creative. I'm really bad on dates. I'm I'm like terrible on that kind of stuff. And so um, it's hard to know the year, but I, I'll begin I'll begin... I'll begin at the beginning. <laughs> so uh, I was a art major in college. I was an oil painter. Um, I'll give bullet points here. Um, I graduated. I went into full-time ministry um, and couldn't sell paintings. Um, ministry wasn't working out. Um, and I was I was desperate and I needed a solution. And I had uh, some ph- photography background from being an oil painter. And so I just began to shoot. Uh, I shot a couple friends' weddings who had zero budget. They knew everything that they were getting into uh, and asked me to do it anyhow um, because it was either that or, or like no one, just like selfies all day. And so that's how it really began. And that was, wait for it, guys, that was under the brand of J. Benjamin Hartley Photography. And uh, I think it was, I think the tagline was get inspired. I don't know. It was really bad. Um, Did that, met my wife. We got married. Uh, Ben and Les Photography came about. And then um, we were kicking it as Ben and Les Photography for a little while. And um, there was another gentleman who was kicking it. Uh, and his name was Ben Adams. And so we were rocking it and Ben Adams was rocking it with his wife. And uh, actually they weren't married at the time. Um, and this was probably around 2013, I believe. So 2013, Ben Adams and Lacey uh, teamed up with um, myself and my wife. And that's when we formed Style and Story Creative. And it was really under the, the understanding that um, he was talented, I was talented, and let's do great things together. Like, let's combine our awesomeness. But now instead of doing it uh, alone, you know, in our living room at, you know, midnight uh, or in the garage or in the one bedroom apartment, let's go and do it in my garage together. <laughs> like I would say, we worked out of the garage for a little while. Um, anyhow, and that's where it got started. Uh, we just wanted to, we wanted to be uh, in community essentially. Awesome. All right. Well, kind of going along with that, um, I know that you sort of combined with Ben Adams, and I just kind of wanted to know if your company um, sort of has an overall mission statement or values. Um, I mean, how do you use these in your everyday like business decisions or anything like that? Yeah, great question. So we do. We actually have sat down um, with a mentor of ours, a coach who has helped to kind of work through some of these. And before, they were always kind of like loosely there. And there was even a time that Ben Adams and I sat down together and we kind of just brainstormed, what do we want to stand for? Where do we want this business to go? But it really wasn't you know that like official. And then this year, we really kind of stepped up our game and realized that we need to know where we're going in order to get there. It's just like with change. Like you need need to be uh, aware. Like change starts with awareness. Uh, actually, I've, I've, I'm started doing these um, six-figure live videos on Facebook. If you're not following these, you should. I, I think they're really great. And um, one of the things that I was talking about is um, 
uh, becoming self-aware of the habits that you form because the habits years down the road will end up becoming who you are. And, um, and so anyhow, we, we just really want to be proactive and aware of, of where we're moving as a company. And so we do. We have a set of, of five uh, values, um, five kind of core beliefs as a company. And so number one, one of our core beliefs is to enjoy life. Uh, and really for us, it's enjoy life with family. We're all, we all have families here. Everyone who's full time, uh, they're they're married. Um, my wife and I have our little beautiful baby girl, B. Um, and w- like the the business exists not for us um, to work more hours um, and to make a ton of money, but it exists in order for us to live the life that we want to have and spend time with our family doing it. Um, so that's one thing. Number two is we believe that photographs deserve to be printed. For future generations, we are a, f- a photography studio who believes in the power of print. Um, enough of that shoot and burn shenanigans. Um, every single bride of ours has print. They have albums. They walk away with something physical that they get to touch and feel and show their kids and their kids and their kids. And when they wake up each morning and they walk down the hallway, they're reminded of who they love and why they love them. Um, Number three uh, on my little uh, list here of values would be success starts with self-worth. Um, this is huge. I mean, this is, I mean, we say this all the time with six figure photography, even is that abundance, uh, starts with understanding your own self worth and providing value to every single person that you encounter. And this is a, a major measuring factor for us is, um, we need to have self worth. We need to understand that we're worth it, that we have a value to provide outside of just clicking the shutter. This is why we spend time getting to know our clients and, and, um, and, and charge accordingly. Um, you can always improve. It's number four. Is that uh, another way that I, I used to say this? And this is uh, um, the harsher version. Is that if you miss the shot, it's your own fault. When we come back from shoots, um, there's no excuses. If you miss the shot, it's your own fault. Um, and then kind of alongside that, though, is you can always improve. And we do this in everything. I mean, um, Abby, we were just looking at our Facebook cover, and we're like, is there a way that we can improve this? Um, we're always kind of stewing things over. Today, we were even going over the dialogue that we try to guide our, our couples through when we're on phone calls. Are we asking the right questions? Are we caring for them in the right way? We're always, we're always trying to improve. And this goes outside of photography. It's, it's the business aspect too. So that is a long answer. You asked though, five, number five is that, um, and this could be either number five or number one, right? They're not necessarily in order, but people are always more important. This is a major thing that we use to decide the actions that we take. People are always more important. This is something that I, that people ask me sometimes. They're like, dude, what will you do if Ben Adams leaves? Like, what would you, wouldn't you just like crap your pants? Like, wouldn't you just throw on the towel? Would Stallone's story be ruined? And, uh, you know, would your friendship continue? Those type of questions, right? Like, what would you do? Well, dude, um, people are always more important. That's the way I live this thing. Like, if Ben needs to leave, if, if there is something that he and his wife need to go do, uh, then I'm going to value him as a person more than him as an employee and understand that, um, that 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 they have a life too and i want him to do what's best for him and it goes alongside of the belief that i have that that um i just believe the best in people you know sure he he might leave uh down the road under malicious terms and like try to f me over who knows but i don't believe that's going to happen because i believe the best in people and instead uh i want him uh to thrive right i want him to do what he needs to do ben please don't leave (laughs) that that being said ben please don't leave i will shoot you if you leave I'm just kidding, but really. What other questions you got, girl? 
All right. So, yeah, thanks for answering that. I totally know, like, just being here for a little over a month, seeing how you guys do value relationships, you value people, and that's really cool. Um, So kind of back into the business aspect of just style and story in general, um, do you have any, like, formal relationships or job functions that each of you, like, does? Or, um, you know, who's responsible for what? Do you have, like, a system for that? Yeah, great question. We do have we do have kind of like rough systems. We have the there's not like a I mean, I guess you have a title on your desk. What is it? What is your publication, publication manager. manager? You're the only one here who has an official titer, title of publication manager. Other than that, there's no official title that's given. But we have strengths and we have weaknesses. And I uh I, I I suck at at a couple of things pretty hardcore and that's um that's just uh like office managerial managerial office managery stuff numbers and and paperwork um and filings and tracking stuff and and that type of thing right that's not a strength of mine um we've we've had an office manager here at Stonster Creative for a long time and Ben Adams is it is a great strength of his um that he just he's really good at staying organized and keeping us on track and so Ben tends to take more of that right i tend to do a lot of big picture things kind of like what are some big ideas of things that we could be working on new products we can be developing new kind of ways that we could be approaching our meetings or shooting. And so I tend to be a little bit more of, I don't know what the right word is. Visionary seems too like grandiose and, and bigger than it really is. Um, but I, I guess maybe lead, like I just tend to, to lead uh, the, the company in that way. And Steven, on the other hand, um, Steven is like, he's a, he is 100% our tech guru. I mean, apart from, by the way, we're all head shooters, right? So we all kick ass in that department. We're all shooting weddings and just dominating everything that we do. <laughs> Sorry, just give myself like the self-esteem boost that I always need. But but Steven, Steven is like the guy who is who um he just knows the ins and outs of technology. He knows how to get gets things done. Whenever there's there's kind of um like even we we held a, a workshop uh this year called Abundance Maximizing Joy, Meaning and Profits. We're gonna be doing it again. But anyhow, uh, that whole entire time, he was just like, he just knew everything. It was like the craziest thing. If I ever have a question like, hey, Stephen, how do I tether something? Hey, Stephen, how do I do Facebook Live? Hey, Stephen, what's RAM? Like, he's just like, <laughs> he just has the answers. Um, and, and that's fantastic. Apart from that, though, we all do um manage like our own our own couples like you know if there's a bride i've i've got to make the call to that bride if steven has a bride he's got to make the call he's got to meet with them so we are all sharing also a lot of other tasks awesome sounds good okay so my next question uh kind of relates to that as far as how you kind of divide up brides um and your clients and things like that so what i want to know is i've heard you guys talk about the client experience and um kind of a system that you use to just keep those relationships great can you like explain that to me kind of dive deep into it i will do my best (laughs) i mean i think the whole idea about like the client experience, it comes down to it comes down to passion. I'm not going to walk you guys through like step one, uh, email bride this script. Step two, phone call this bride this script. Step three, uh, mail out you know this gift. Like I'm not going to start there because the reality is it has to start somewhere much deeper and it has to start with what are you passionate about. 
Like, where does your passion lie? Are you passionate about winning awards? Are you passionate about gear? Are you passionate about just being an artist who gets to to make artwork and people hire you because you get to make your own artwork every day? Are you passionate about money? Are you passionate about being an entrepreneur and running a business? What are you passionate about? And for us as a company, we are passionate about people. We are passionate about loving people, about understanding their story and making sure that we go out and we tell that story to the absolute best of our ability. When we photograph a wedding, we want to photograph it like we are family, okay? And and that's that's where it all begins. And when that when that passion is in line, like passion is your product, right? The passion that you have, whatever it is, becomes something that your client is buying. And when we sit down with a couple and and that passion comes out of us and it just exudes, when we spend an hour and a half simply talking about why they love each other, the ins and outs and really being curious to learn more about who they are and what they care about. Um, that's, that's like what begins that whole client experience. Because from that moment forward now, when we know that stuff, when we've spent that time with them, when we've invested into um, not just our relationship, but their relationship with each other, there's no going back, right? On the wedding day, we can't erase those experiences that we've shared. And now we're photographing everything 100% differently. Uh, when I go to, to write a handwritten thank you note to them, I'm writing it 100% differently every time, right? It's not the same letter that you just like send anybody. Um, and so there's a, there's a lot of things that happen, yes, along the way. But for us, it has to start with like the genuine belief that people are always more important. The genuine belief that success in this business doesn't mean winning you know, 15 Fearless Awards, although that's really really sweet and I want to win them. Um, success in this business looks like, am I genuinely loving my clients? Am I genuinely telling their stories well? Am I providing pictures for them that aren't going to be just about, this is when the photographer did this and then he did this, and but more about the genuine expression and the, and the look in, in their eye and the way that they held and, and the crazy stories that took place. Like Those are the things that matter and that's where the client experience begins. That being said, we use a program called Tave. Tave allows us to manage that. It, it allows us to, to kind of keep track of things, to make sure that we're calling our brides, to make sure that we're texting them, that we're sending gifts and thank you notes, to make sure that um, all that stuff is in line and our communication uh, is in place. Um, so Tave 4 is how we use to manage it, but uh, it has to start with genuine passion. Awesome. I love that. Um I definitely agree with you that passion is just a huge part of everything. I mean, it's kind of what everything revolves around your business. Um, So kind of going along with that, um, as far as you before Style and Story, before you kind of got your name out there, way even before Ben and Les, when you were just starting out, um, I'm kind of struggling marketing my product. Um, So, you know, I want to be a photographer. I want to be um, a service to the people in Bowling Green, hopefully when I graduate. So um, where do you start with all that? Where do you start with marketing? Where do you start with getting your name out? Yeah, great question. I just did a podcast um, with Nate over at Sticky Albums and Sticky Apps. Um, I was on his podcast and, and we were talking a lot about this. We were talking about passion as a product. We were talking about how to get leads and all that kind of stuff. Um, so look, there's, I mean, there's so many ways that we could talk about this. Uh, we could talk about it in terms of, um, you know, social media and bridal shows and publications and, um, you know, contest for shoots and free shoots and second shooting. Um, we could talk about 
uh, ads, Facebook ads, AdWords on Google, the different network sites, you know, the Knot and Wedding Wire, all that kind of stuff. Um, if there was any one thing though that I had to do, like if if I if I had to move, right? If I had to move tomorrow and end up in an entirely different city and state that I knew no one, um, it would start with me picking up the damn phone and calling people and meeting face-to-face. It would start with me forming actual uh, relationship and connection. It is all about relationships. It is all about the connections. It's all about who you know, right? Um, yeah, I'd be hustling on that as well. I'd be hustling from like midnight to three, um, getting my SEO game up. I'd be hustling, you know, during those hours doing the back end stuff, but during like regular day, I'm calling, I'm, I'm picking up the phone. I'm calling people. Who am I calling? Maybe I'm calling like the, you know, the quote unquote competitors. I'm probably looking for who's the best, the best, who's the best damn photographer in the city. Who's the best wedding planner in the city. Who's the best venue in the city, the most expensive venue in the city. And, uh, I'm giving them a ring and I'm not asking them, you know, um, what they can do for me. I'm not asking them if we can go on a shoot together. I'm not asking them for a styled shoot that we can partner with. Uh, I'm probably just would be asking them, uh, and letting them know candidly, look, I researched who is the best wedding planner in this entire city and your name uh, is who I resolved on for the X, Y, and Z reasons. I would actually explain, do the work, actually know what you're talking about. I'd tell them, look, this is why I've discovered that you're the best. Uh, I just moved here and I would love to get a chance to figure out um, how I can make sure that your couples and you uh, specifically uh, can be really excited uh, about the images that I produce when that time comes. Uh, Can we grab lunch sometime? Um, Something like along those lines. Um, yeah, during that, then I just offer to take headshots for free. I'd offer a venue to, to take, um, photographs of their space with the Christmas lights up or the Easter decorations up. Right. And I would do that for free and give them to them without a watermark. Um, anyhow, that, that's what I would do. Man, I love that. Okay, great. So um, kind of along the lines of that, I did have a question about networking and you kind of touched on it a little bit. So um, what would you say is sort of the value of networking? I mean, do you have like, you know, vendors that you have a really consistent relationship with or do you think you would value, you know, just the word of mouth connection from brides? Like what, what is that value? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure how to answer this question. Could you ask it in a different way for me? I feel like there's so many things that I don't, yeah, maybe go try it again. <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm failing. Try it again. <laughs> okay. So networking in general. So, okay. I'm going to BG. I'm minoring in marketing and I'm hearing all of these things. You have to network. You have to network. Like, what does that mean? Should I be contacting vendors specifically and saying, hey, listen, I'm a photographer in town. Like, I want to do this. Like you said, you know, offering free headshots, offering, you know, that connection getting on their list or should I be going to the friends or the bridesmaids of the brides that I've already shot their wedding for for and saying hey listen you know I shot their wedding you've seen my work you know I'm picking up the phone I'm doing that who would you say is more important or is it just do everyone call everyone Yes. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's an order of operations, right? It's hard to talk to bridesmaids and stuff like that if you haven't photographed a wedding yet. So it just all depends on where you're at. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 everything like it's it's work. It is a lot of work. Um, But I think it starts it starts there. So I, I, I can't really even prioritize one or the other. I think word of mouth marketing is gets confusing because people, you know, people all the time are just talking about it like it's a hundred percent passive thing. Like, yeah, word of mouth marketing. It's so great. But um, you have to understand what, what it 
what it means. Where does it come from? And again, it comes from the passion of loving people. That's really where it all begins and then, and then kind of spreads from there. And so um, I would focus on loving your current clients really, really well, spending uh, genuine time trying to understand who they are and along the, along the way, um, building a relationship with other vendors. And so yeah, back to my original answer. Yes. <laughs> okay. That, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Thanks. Um, all right. So for the next question, kind of speaking of clients, I know you're really pushing, loving your clients, um, knowing, you know, who your target audience is. And that's, I mean, that's my question. How do you sort of define your target audience? What would you say yours is? Um, and then, you know, does that affect the way that you brand, um, you know, how you do what you do via social media, your website, um, the style aspect or the story aspect, you know, that kind of thing? Yes, this is a great question. This is something that I think that um, a lot of us believe we know the answer to. I feel like if I were to sit down and talk to a handful of photographers, um, they would they would say something like, "Yeah, I know who my target audience is," or "Yeah, I know who my ideal client is," or like, um, you know, I feel like my target client is, you know, kind of like this, or like, "Yeah, I believe, you know, she's like, he's like," and it's a lot of this very wishy washy thing. And this is um, this is something that's important to get specific on because once again, just like with habits, just like with goals in life. Um, you have to get specific. You have to be aware before change can occur. You have to understand what exactly are you doing? Who exactly are you trying to reach? Um, and so to just say like, yeah, I feel like my target client is like, you know, a woman. <laughs> you know, she's like a, mo- a stay-at-home mom, you know. I, I don't know. I'm just like making something up. So, so for us, it's been really helpful to get very specific with who our target client is. And even even getting so specific as to like put a name to her, to put a to put like an image to her, really an avatar, right? Of like um we're we're kind of pre-visualizing who is our ideal client. And actually like um again, uh, having a name and everything. So, okay. So for example, our ideal client, her name's Katie. I'm not like, I'm not making this up. So her name is Katie. She's 28 years old. Um, she is self-reliant. She's probably got her master's and she's paying for her own wedding, uh, with, you know, with her dude. She's close to their family. She knows what she wants. She, uh, she cares about aesthetics, appearances, or fashion. And more than likely, they've already started their life together. I mean, they've already bought a home together. They already have a dog, maybe. Maybe there's a kid involved. But that's it. And so, like, when when we know now that Katie is our ideal client, like, we'll even be aware of it to the point where, like, we'll get an inquiry in. And we'll be like, you guys, we got a Katie. Like, this is our girl. Like, we this 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 is our ideal client. We need to get on the phone. Like, it's kind of like the like the fire alarm squad. Like, woo, woo. We got a Katie. Um, So be aware of very specifically who are you trying to reach, you know, Um, and it will change your branding. It will change the way that you dress. You should have a uniform. Do you get that, you guys? As a photographer, you should have a uniform. You know, for us during our meetings, I don't wear the same stuff that I like wear like when I'm out skateboarding (laughs) or or whatever it may be. During my meetings, I've got a uniform and it's like casual clothes, but it's nicer clothes that I wouldn't normally wear. When I'm on a wedding, I have a uniform. I wear like a three-piece suit. Um, And, you know, that type of stuff is intentional because it's it's specific to the brand. It's specific to the ideal client that we uh, have uh, identified. Absolutely. Man, I love that. Um, 
Okay, so kind of going along with that, you are completely taking control and taking ownership of branding yourself um, as a company, as a person, that sort of thing. And I love that. Um, And so kind of going along the line of taking control, I went on a wedding with you um, and I just love the way that you as a photographer understood the balance of taking control um, and actually being able to move things around, move furniture, um, get really close and personal with the bride and that sort of thing. Um, but then also, you know, having that balance as, as well of, you know, kind of backing up and letting her have the moment where she's, you know, zipping up the dress or there's the first look with the father or something like that. So um, can you explain to me just in general the importance of one, I guess, having that balance of taking control and two, you know, understanding, like, I guess having ownership and that confidence of saying, hey, I know what I'm doing, um, and that kind of thing, like on a wedding day. Sorry, here. Uh, Sorry, we like, we're dodging back and forth on the mic here. So there's actually an entire podcast episode that I did on taking control on a wedding day. And um, let me go ahead and figure out uh, which exact episode this is. I'm going to make sure that I link to it in the show notes for you guys. But I would encourage you to go back and take a look at it. It was probably one of our most popular episodes that we've done. Um, and uh, it was it was really just a, a long rant of me um, discussing what it looks like for us uh, to take control uh, on, on a wedding. And so, um, let me see here. Yeah. It's episode seven, 20 simple ticks, 20 simple tips to take control and get better shots on the wedding day. This is something that always blows my mind. Um, is, you know, photographers ask me all the time, Oh my gosh, Ben, you're so lucky. You know, you get, you just get the best clients. You get the best lighting situations. Oh, the way that that light hit the bride's face and like, uh, the venue that they chose. And how did you get that timeline? You're so lucky that the bride lets you shoot for three hours. Um, and it's not luck. It's taking control. It's being proactive well before the wedding takes place. And there's things that happen well before the day takes place and then little things that happen on the day itself. But again, there's a balance. Right. And this is a balance that I had to overcome because there was a little there's a little while here during kind of like the early 2015 and 2014 that I was that I was kind of uh, unbalanced and the the taking control started to prioritize over loving people. Right. And so I was too focused on mastering the shot and getting the perfect lighting and and winning the next award. And I was starting to take uh, more control than I was valuing. Um, again, like, does this, like, yeah, this shot's badass and the shot's really cool, but does it matter? Does the couple actually care? Um, and so there's a balance there. Um, but, uh, I, I, I'm trying to remember what exactly your question is. I think ultimately, you guys, I want to encourage you to go look at episode seven, um, 20 simple tips to take control and get better shots on the wedding day. I think, it, it, again, it's still to this day one of the most popular um, uh, episodes that we've had. And I just unpack all the little things that I do on a day, all the little things leading up to the wedding that allows us the success that we have found uh, in our work. Yeah, that's really awesome. And I mean, you're right. It's kind of hard to explain, but it is very, very clear that you absolutely know what you're doing. Just like going on a wedding with you and seeing the way that you interact with the bride. I mean, 
your actions definitely speak that. And I think that that's really cool to see. And it's been cool to see, you know, throughout this process. Um, but anyway, so my next question, um, kind of switching the gears here a little bit. I know that when we were talking about your value, values earlier, you talked about the importance of print. Now, um, I'm noticing that you sell the importance of print a lot. Um, and I just have never really known photographers or I haven't really been taught the importance of print a ton. So um, I know that that's kind of a really, really large uh, question, but I, I think my question really is how have you seen that have a positive influence in your clients? Just, you know, enlightening them, the value of print and things like that. Yeah, I can speak about this from a client perspective as well as a personal one. Um, you're right. Not very many photographers talk about this. Not many photographers really believe in it. They don't believe in it for their clients. It's actually one of the reasons why they don't do it. So many photographers are shoot and burn photographers simply because they don't believe that print matters enough right? It's not that they're lazy. They probably are. It's not that they feel like they're, you know, um, just trying to sell, 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 uh, to their clients, which they probably feel that way. Um, it's, it's a lot of times that they don't even believe it themselves and that sucks. It's sad. And I'm hoping to see a change in this industry. I'm hoping to see a revolution happen, uh, where print becomes more valued. And there's a great company called Fundy that fully believes this. And they're really kind of spearheading this mission statement. As a matter of fact, uh, my, myself and my wife, we're going to be heading to Paris to film a documentary about the power of print with Fundy. Uh, uh, so Andrew Funderberg over there, um, uh, he is uh, CEO of Fundy, and he um, he's going to be uh, really delivering this, and we're going to be shooting it. And so um, the benefits that we see, the benefits that we see, um, sometimes they're big and sometimes they're little, but it's like these little big moments if that makes sense like let me give you a really specific example literally just last night right before um b went down for bed it's you know probably 9 30 my wife and i just got back from our date night um and she was just kind of like fussy she was cranky she ended up we bought a new uh car seat and she like fell into the cardboard box and hurt herself so she i'm like holding her and she's like sobbing you know it's kind of like a fake cry but a tired cry and i'm uh, i'm uh, my mouth is bleeding cry <laughs> maybe it wasn't fake you guys and she looks over and on the counter there right when you enter my home there's like a little um entrance kind of like a table thing, I don't know, like a side table thing in the hallway, um, has a vase on it. And my wife, God bless my wife, took the initiative to print off little um, like four by four squares of every damn picture from her Instagram feed. And B points to those and just is like, and it starts making noises and like pointing and won't give up and my wife picks up the prints and she starts going through them with her you guys little like my little girl is like pointing at each person in the picture you know she's dada mama bb of course but then like distant relatives and when she's a baby she gets really excited and says baby baby and just seeing her light up seeing her touch the people that are a part of her family seeing her touch herself seeing her um react in that way like to me that was just a very small but huge moment where she just became connected to those people. She just experienced something different and it's going to, in some small major way, shape her, right? Um, this happens all the time. Like I love that our clients have albums. Every client of ours has an album that's out. We make sure that our clients understand this is not an album to hide up on a bookshelf, right? These are some of the nicest albums we can possibly make, not so that way they can be protected, but so that way when they're out, they will last as heirlooms. When they're out and being experienced, yes, they'll be tarnished and yes, they'll be fingerprints, but these will be, I love uh, the way that Chadwick and Camille say it, a patina of love, 
right on the album. And so for us, you know, we just know that our, our clients, they're walking through their holes and they're seeing these photographs. They're being reminded of, of who they love. They're being reminded of why they love them. For those who have people who have actually passed, right? We've had a groomsman who's passed and we got a, fo- uh, a text uh, from a bride. She took a picture of her album with that groomsman in the wedding who had passed. And she just said, thank you for this reminder. Like, that's why it matters. These are small things that have huge consequence because if it just sits on your phone, if it just sits on Facebook, if it just sits on Pixie Set or Pass, no one's going to look at that garbage. They're not. Maybe once a year, anniversary comes around and you're feeling sentimental or you're forced to feel sentimental. And so you decide to do it. Um, Yeah, maybe then, um, but not in any real way. When family and friends come over, they're not going to bug you to look on Facebook. No, they're going to look at your walls. They're going to get nosy and pick up an album that's on your coffee table. And they're going to start asking you questions and sharing stories. And you're going to share stories. And you're going to learn things that you never that you never heard before. That is the value of print. And don't even get me started about them, the future generations and the generations that will come after that. How those people will now learn more about who you were. You know, like my little girl B, she gets to see a photograph of her great grandma B, who she's named after. And that is going to inspire stories that I get to tell, right? Um, that's the power of print. Man, that gets me so excited. Rock and roll. Okay. Um, so speaking of print, speaking of just phot- photographs in general, um, one of my biggest questions I would say as far as a portfolio goes, what do you look for in an image to make it portfolio worthy? And then furthermore, um, if you're meeting with a client, you know, do you have like separate portfolios of images that you show them? I know some clients value um, candid images. Some clients say that they really value traditional images. Do you have separate portfolios for that, that sort of thing. Great question. I'll break it up. So uh, you had two there. So question one, in terms of what what do we define as as a great portfolio image? And I I would say that a great portfolio image shows humanity, like it shows humanness, whatever that is. Right? It's like the thing that no other animal on this earth has. It's like soul. It's like spirit. It's humanity. And so there's even a picture on, on our uh, on our portfolio of just like. A, a couple uh, from like a reception just flicking off the camera. Uh, and it, it, it just shows some, there's something about the image that just shows spirit. It shows life. It shows humanity. And um, it's not always the veil flying in the wind. You know what I mean? Um, it's not always the, the family in the church. Uh, and those have value too. So to me, it's, it's humanity. Um, and at the same time though, I still want a very polished image. I want a clean image. I think there's something really nice about a clean, sophisticated image that just feels uh, like this combination of intentionality and serendipity. Uh, I think when your intentional and serendipity occurs during that intentionality, there's like this magic that happens. Um, and it's a very hard thing to, uh, to create. So, um, that that right there is is it i mean it's in our name we are style and story creative so there's going to be images in our portfolio that are a little bit more stylized that are a little bit more fashion forward that are a little bit more um uh, I, I don't know that right aesthetically um pleasing right editorial uh but ultimately it's like the story and and we're looking for that middle ground we're looking for the editorial uh story the image where again intentionality meets serendipity and humanity is what's portrayed um and so then second question, do we have separate portfolios? No, we don't. We have like a portfolio. We have a body of work that we like to show. But within that, 
Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of things going on. Even right now, I'm looking over at our wall. At our wall, we've got seven seven prints framed, matted uh, behind glass. They're hanging up on the wall. When clients come in, they get to see them. And there is an intentionality that not they're not all these crazy epic shots. They're not all these super intimate shots. We've got one that's like this crazy epic shot. We got one that's like this exit through these sparklers and the most like uh, serendipitous moment that we photograph. We've got one that's a, f- a formal shot in a church. Um, one that's just a couple right after they got to the end of the aisle from being announced as husband and wife and there's just a beaming look on their face. But other than that, it's a very normal shot. So there's a lot of things going on and that is intentional. That is intentional to be able to talk about the things that um, different couples value depending on their needs and their wants. And again, just who they are, you know? Uh, we want to be photographing each couple's wedding like we are a part of their family. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. It totally makes sense, though. I mean, having one portfolio, um, kind of a variety, I guess, is what's really important. And speaking of that, um, so websites. I know that I went on your website immediately when I needed to find my last internship. And I knew that I wanted an internship where I was going to learn a lot. And I was going to learn a lot from someone who really valued people, which obviously you do. And lastly, I wanted to learn from people that had a very modern, very exciting way of doing photography. So websites obviously are really important. Um, so one of my questions is, do you have somebody design your website? Um, do you design it all yourself? Um, I'm learning like more about the importance of a domain name and things like that. But the design of your website is obviously really important. So um, I'm wondering, did you meet with somebody for that or did you do it yourself? Great question. So we live in the year 2016 and there's this crazy thing that occurs uh, now where you don't have to be a web designer. You don't have to be a coder. You don't have to be a developer uh, to have a really amazing website. That being said, don't try to be a designer. You're not a designer. You're a photographer. Unless you're a designer who happens to be a photographer, then forgive me. Um, and so we we kind of did a couple things uh, that I'll talk about, and then I'll give you some other uh, kind of like uh, tips. So um, we purchased a template. So it was a pre-designed template that we then customized further. So the large bulk of the design work was done. This is a WordPress theme. Um, and we we bought it through ThemeForest, and uh, then we went ahead and then did some uh, you know further customization to it. Um, now that was because while I'm not a web developer or a coder, I do have an understanding of WordPress enough to get me kind of through the door. Um, but there's a learning curve there. You know, again, if, if this is if if this is what it comes down to, and you really want to make this thing happen, if you're an entrepreneur and you want to see your business work, and right now you have more hours than money, uh, and you're sitting there complaining that you don't have a nice website, well then shame on you. I mean, it's very easy to to put in the hours and learn how to do this stuff and make it happen. If you have a budget, I want to encourage you guys. Like, there's a lot of really great options. There's a company called Tonic, right? Uh, Jen and Jeff uh, out of Tonic. They they design, um, brand develop, copy. Uh, work with you. There's a lot of different you know, levels of their involvement. Um, and uh, they work with uh, Show It is a, is a platform that they build off of. And amazing, amazing. I mean, honestly, they're probably you know some of the best in terms of design. Uh, and so um, there's another, uh, another option out there um, called Imagely. And uh, that's another great option for, um, for design work. And so anyhow, um, those, would be, those would be a couple uh, that you guys could take a look at. All right. I love it. I love it. 
Um, okay, so we're, we're kind of down to the last couple of questions. And this one is obviously a pretty big one, but I think it's important for people like me that are trying to um, gain some self-confidence in my photography and, you know, learn more about the importance of um, having that confidence, you know, with a client. And so um, I'm kind of stuck in this phase right now where I am doing a lot of photography for friends or um, I'm doing free, you know, wedding presents and doing photography for them. Um, but my price packages are really, really fluent right now. Um, and so I just want to know, how did you determine what prices to use? How did you determine the separate price packages um, and things like that? Was it just research of other people and kind of having that confidence to have high enough prices? Yeah, man, the pricing question. This is a big one. This is a doozy. Um, this is one that um there's okay so there's a lot of great resources out there once again it's 2016 um i mean i have an entire course on pricing and how i figured it all out and and strategies and ideas and tips and tricks what you should be charging when to raise your prices when to decrease your prices what does that do for your brand is it okay is it not okay all that kind of stuff uh to answer your specific question for me though is i just thrashed like mad i tried everything under the sun um i i've I've done I've done every possible pricing model that I could think of multiple times and gone back and forth and changed stuff over and I've and I've won and I've lost and I've won and I've lost and lost and lost and lost and then I've done it again and um, and so it's a refining process um, you know I think that when you're first beginning there is the reality of understanding a little bit about your market um, you know if everyone around you is charging let's say hypothetically three thousand and you're just starting that year. Maybe you don't want to start at four thousand. Uh, maybe there, maybe you do. Maybe you're that badass. Uh, more power to you. I love it if you are. Um, but just being, you know, being aware. Not to say that you should be looking at your competition to know, you know, exactly what they're pricing and to charge that. But just to be, you know, a little bit self-aware. I mean, candidly, we were here in Columbus and we started off. Um, uh, just fine. And then within like six months, we just decided to step it up and charge more than every other photographer in the entire city. And, um, that's just the way that we rolled. Uh, but there's, there's reason behind it, you know, again. Um, so there's actually a website that you can go to called, Oh, I forget. I'll drop it in the show notes. It's like, um, price of Maybe, maybe it's at cost of And you're able to actually put in a zip code and it will tell you what brides on average are paying for an average, uh, photographer. And then for a quote unquote, like professional or something along those lines, eh, the numbers are, I, I, I'm not going to say they're hundred percent accurate. Um, but it'll give you an idea you know, of what people are charging. For us, we saw what the quote unquote professionals were charging and then went double that. Um, but it'll give you kind of an idea. But I think it's 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 the hustle. It's trying stuff and being willing to to change and adapt um, to your needs uh, that, that you have, you know. Um, but again, there's a lot of great resources out there. Um, like I said, we've got a course called Sold, um, the guide to, to pricing your wedding photography. And actually as well, we have a, a pricing calculator because a lot of it too is based off of what, like, what do you need? What are you, what do you actually need to make? Like Abby, I mean, are you trying to figure out what to charge? Um, just like once you graduate college, like what are your like full time? Are you trying to go full time? Are you just like part time? Are you just like messing around? Like, what do you, what do you actually need? Cause that's a great place to start as well. Cause if I'm trying to figure out what does it take for me to go full time with photography, right? I'm working a day job right now. I got a wife at home. I got a kid on the way. Uh, and I got bills to pay. Like you can't just like throw a dart at a board 
and be like, yeah, this seems right. Or, well, my competition's charging this, so I should. Well, no, if you got to pay, you know, 4,000 a month in bills, then you got to make sure that you can pay 4,000 a month in bills. And my encouragement is that you don't live paycheck to paycheck, that you, that you try to figure out what do you need to make in order to, to be able to put something away and, and, and have a life for your kid or whatever it is. So there's a pricing calculator that I've built. Uh, I've built out this entire really sick pricing calculator that'll allow you to figure out what do you need to charge in order to go full-time with your photography. I'll link it as well in the show notes. Awesome. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I mean, I know that there's definitely a ton of resources out there, so I'm excited to learn more about them, you know. Um, But anyway, so my last, you know, couple questions, I guess it's really just one question, but um, I kind of just want to keep it open ended and just ask you if you have like two to three maybe pieces of advice for any photographers um, who are trying to sort of differentiate themselves, either from the competition or just any final thoughts that you have. I know you talked earlier about um, don't compare yourself, you know, to the competition, um, but understanding how to do that. uh, Or yeah, any final thoughts you have? I love that. It was like, hey, do you have any open, like a, it's a very open-ended question, maybe like three tips, and then you just went for like a very specific question at the end. I'm going to skip this specific question and just give you the three tips. Um, I love it. Uh, I mean, this has been great, by the way. You're killing it, girl. Uh, love your vibes. So three tips to differentiate yourself from other photographers. One would be um, learn the art of curation. I think curating, uh, uh, being a curator of your work and your words um is is a skill that will do great uh, great things for you in regards to separating yourself from everybody else. When you get back from a wedding, don't I, I would I would say don't post up a blog of like fifty of the images. Put up one image. Put up two images. That's going to just melt people's faces off, right? When you're putting together your portfolio, like choose the best darn like 30, 40 images that you have, right? Um, when it comes to the words that you say, like your copy on your website, be really intentional. When you write it, ask someone to write, like to, to read it and then tell you where it can be improved and then ask somebody else to read it and then ask them to reread it and then ask somebody else to read it and keep curating, curating, curating down till you're, till you're as, as, as refined as possible. Same thing as you're choosing your products, your print options, right? Don't offer them everything under the sun. All right. Be very specific and curate down to a specific line of products that you are going to specialize in. Even, even curation in regards to like, what are you going to shoot? Right? We are wedding photographers. We want to do one thing and do it incredibly well. And we've curated our, our process down to, to that fact. And so that'd be one. Curation um, will separate yourself. Um, what else? I think number two is um, is to focus on people. And that's like such a when I say it that way, it just sounds like such a lame ass answer. I'm sorry. It just does. Like, like every photographer is out there being like, yeah, it's all about the experience. It's about the client experience. It's about like loving people. But what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, I want to be very real here. Like that looks like actually caring enough about them to have a phone call instead of just email them. That means that during your meeting, you're, you're, you're asking questions to help them discover why they love each other to help remind them of that love. You're being very intentional about that, right? Um, what was the first thing uh, that stood out to you about your, you know, your fiance? And you know, to hear somebody say something and to ask the other person, instead of assuming you know what that means to them, literally ask them, how, did, like, how does that make you feel? What does that mean to you to hear your fiance tell you that? What does that make you feel? 
right? To actually give a rip. Um, this this is something that so many photographers they're they're talking about. They're talking about loving people. They're talking about valuing people, and it and it tends to just look like I'm going to send them a halfway point gift um, and then show up on their day and then give them a disc of images. I think caring for your clients means providing print. Maybe the last thing is uh, if you want to separate yourself from every other schmuck out there, then start valuing print and making sure that every single client walks away with prints in hand. It doesn't mean that you, you, you have to deny digital. It just means that value print. Understand that for yourself. I want to, uh, here's my action step. My action step to you photographers out there listening is to go home and make prints of your own personal life. I don't care if it's one print, if it's an album, if it is an album, use Fundy and you'll just save a bunch of time. Uh, if it's an Instagram image or a Facebook image, my wife and I just went to a baseball game two days ago with the team and in the parking lot, I took a picture of her on my stupid little cell phone and I showed it to her and she just said, oh my God, this is one of my favorite pictures of me and my daughter that I've ever seen. Guess what I did that uh, next day when I got home to work? I ordered an image. I ordered a print. She doesn't know it's coming. It's going to hopefully this podcast goes out after it. But I ordered a print. So my action, my encouragement to you is you guys, in order, before you can even start to value it for your clients, I think you have to value it for yourself. Start printing uh, personal work and showing it in your home. And you, you will personally see the value of print. And when you do that, when you see it for yourself, you won't be able to help but make sure that every other client sees it as well. That will separate you from everybody else. Wow. Okay. Well, my mind is blown. Um, okay. Well, I just want to thank you, Ben. I mean, obviously this is, you know, just been teaching me a ton this past month and we still have two months to go. So that's exciting. Um, but just in general, man, I am so, so, so lucky to have gotten this internship to have landed it. Um, I'm learning more honestly than I ever expected. And it's only been, you know, three and a half weeks, four weeks, maybe. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited to keep learning from you and from learning from the team and I've had a blast. So thanks. Yay. <laughs> Super cool. You guys, thank you so much. That was, that was fun. That was a way different thing than normal. Um, great questions, Abby, by the way, those are, those aren't hundred percent her questions. And I just, it was really fun to get a chance to answer those. Um, normally I'm on, I'm on other podcasts answering other people's questions, but it's kind of neat to be on my own answering these questions. So you guys, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And I want to let you guys know about something that I think I would like to believe you would find valuable. Um, every every workday on Facebook, I'm holding live videos, little like 10 to 15 minute long videos on Facebook Live. You'll see them at the Six Figure Photography uh, Facebook page. Go ahead and give us a like there. And every day around one o'clock Eastern time, that's uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time, I'm doing these little behind the scenes videos of what it's like at the Stone Story Creative Office. What are we doing? Where are leads coming from? Um, how are meetings going? What are things that we're working on. Sometimes it's little rants, side things, tips, tricks. It's all kinds of stuff. Where are we getting our work published? How are we doing that? All kinds of things. And it's just called Six Figure Live. I think we're on episode seven uh, during the recording of this particular episode. But my guess is by the time this goes live, we'll probably be on like episode 20. And so there's a lot of great content there. I want to invite you guys to go and check it out. Tell your friends and give our page a like. Um, it would mean the world to me. I'm only doing this because you guys are listening out there. And so uh, I just want to say thanks again. Thank you so much um, for listening. Thank you so much for the hustle. I get so many emails from you guys that I, you know, you're, you're not just listening to this content, but you're doing something with it. 
and that's the world. If you were just listening to this, then then what's the point? Um, you're out there taking action and you're making stuff happen. And so um, that that is that's like my measurement, right? That's my KPI. Uh, and so anyhow, you guys rock. Keep it going. We got a you know we're we're what midway through the year almost give or take. And so um, keep kicking it this year and we will see you on episode 24 of Six Figure Photography. Bye guys. Thanks.